so many people in the public eye have gotten the fame and the glory and the wealth and the success they wanted and it's destroyed their lives. It doesn't mean that the wealth and the success and the fame are bad things. It means if you're not aware of the danger, then you don't seek the wisdom of how to actually leverage it for its power in a really, really good way. Welcome to the Grow Time Business Devo, where we explore biblical principles for living a high performance and a God-honoring life. And my name is Kenneth Ott. And I've got a really interesting story today that I just had to share with you. It's, um, we're going to be in Acts chapter 12, and it's going to be verse 20 through 24. Now, I'm going to go back in another Devo to the story that led up to this, but I had to share what I was feeling was speaking to me today because I feel like what we're going to talk about is something that every entrepreneur, every ambitious person, and especially a lot of people in our culture today are pursuing. And I feel like, or not everyone, but a lot of people are pursuing this thing. It's, it's very attractive it's, and it's very tempting and it leads to death. This is the story of Paul. The, pre, the story leading up to this is Paul was in prison. Herod put him in prison and he was released. Um, he was released through, through a miraculous event. So I'm going to go into that story another time. But what we're going to read is right after this story ends, right? So we're going to, I'm going to start in verse 19, Acts 12, 19, and I'm going to go to verse 24. And this is about Herod. So, but when Herod had searched for him, that's Paul, and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. But they came to him with one accord and having made Blastus, the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. That's the people. And the people kept shouting, the voice of a God and not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him because he did not give glory to God and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God grew and was multiplied. It's a small little snippet here, but I want to give you some background on Herod. Go, and, I, and Herod is a really interesting character, Right? Go and look into Herod and, and, he was, and his power and some of what he did. He was this very um, psychologically messed up individual king, um, but he was super powerful. He did some really, really amazing things. He built this thing called the Herodium. It's one of the amazing things. In fact, a lot of people these days don't even know how it was built. So it's in the middle of the desert. He literally filled in a volcano. This is in the ancient world, right? And built a palace and a city for himself on there. It was in the middle of the desert. He had running water. He had sewage. He had light. He had all these things. Some of which, if you dig into it, 
people don't even know how it was possible with the technology that they had and the people that they had that he could have even done it, right? Maybe aliens helped him, who knows, right? He had these massive bricks cut that as far as I understand today, we couldn't even cut them with the technology we have and move them. They were so big. And so Herod had done some really amazing things and he was not a godly king. He was not a godly person. People believed that he was a God, right? And so in this particular story, this is the death of Herod. And this is in my Bible labeled Herod's violent death. He was arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to the people, right? Because of how, you know, he, he had so much power and ultimately arrogance. And the people were shouting, the voice of a God, not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him. And here's why. And here's the important thing, I think, for all of us who are pursuing and achieving really amazing things. Because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. Okay, it doesn't say that he died and then was eaten by worms. He was eaten by worms and then died. So I don't know what happened, right? I don't know if this is a long, long drawn out death. And maybe, maybe that is documented somewhere. But to me, it doesn't, it's not clear. He was struck down because he didn't give glory to God. And instead of Herod becoming the God and getting the glory, the opposite happened. He was struck down and the word of God grew and multiplied um, because of what happened. And so this can be a really testing idea. It's a really challenging one to, my, to me and, and anyone who's listening, right? If you're pursuing something great, if you're pursuing with energy and passion and you've got dreams and ambitions, hopefully you achieve those. A lot of you have achieved those things. So then the next question becomes, what about the glory attached to those things? Because Herod, Herod didn't give the glory to God and God struck him down immediately. And it was a violent death. So I want to talk about that a little bit. When it comes to being worshiped, think about how many people in our society that we worship whether it's athletes or celebrities or successful people, beware of giving too much praise and worship to other people because it's, it's a curse to them. Um, it turns out that we as human beings were not meant to be worshiped. We can't hold praise and we can see it here. Humans self-destruct when other people are worshiping them. And there's examples of this. Just as I'm recording this, about a week ago or less than a week ago, 
Matthew Perry, the, the actor Chandler and Friends, one of my favorite shows, Chandler Bing, he passed away. He died. If you know anything about him, um, he's written about how he was pursuing fame at all cost, and then he achieved it, and it didn't fill the void in his life. This is something he wrote about, um, obviously, before he died. Right? And then he got into drugs and, and all kinds of addictions. And then eventually he started to get out of it. And it was just something that cursed his life. The fame that he wanted so badly, cursed, it was a curse to his life. And he was tormented his entire life. And that ultimately led to his death. And it's sad. And it happens all the time. You've got Robin Williams. You've got so many famous celebrities that this has happened to where they're tormented. The fame has actually become a curse. Question is, is when we see people as gods, is that a curse to them, right? Is it possible that people are not meant to hold fame, right? It's, it, it, fame is meant to flow through them to God, but they're not meant to hold fame. We see this with tech founders. We see this with successful people. When fame is the thing that is pursued, it is always uh, not satisfying to that person. And that's documented. And here's the crazy thing. It's the thing that so many pursue still, right? And it's probably an inward thing where we were made in God's image and maybe there's desire to be like God. And the fame portion is one of those desires. But the truth is, is that's the thing that the devil and Satan leverages, right? And attacks you with. You know, those sirens, right? Like in, in Greek, Greek mythology where they draw you in and they kill you. <laughs> that's what it's like. And so beware. And I'm saying this to myself, like you've got to beware of desiring fame and not only desiring it, but you've got to be aware of how to deal with it because it's going to come if you're successful at things, right? So there's one side of it, which is desiring fame, which has shown to be empty, right? And we see that with all these, with all these famous people that are so sad and so tormented and sometimes do horrible things to themselves, often live short lives. We see that, right? But then the other side of it is if you're pursuing fame, I'm sorry, if you're pursuing something that would bring fame as a byproduct, if you're successful, then it's going to bring attention. And attention is going to bring a level of praise and worship to you from other people. So what do you do? How do you protect yourself? Even, you know, so step one is not pursuing it for the fame, realizing that it is a curse. It's actually a curse. That's step one. Step two is it's going to come if you're successful at things. So how do you mitigate the effects of it so that you don't end up like Herod here, right? Dying a violent death. Because it's clear here, 
God is going to get the glory somehow, right? Like it's, it's not going to be you. It's wasn't Herod. He got, God ended up getting the glory. Somehow that's going to happen. So I've got three things that I was thinking about, right? In how to maybe protect yourself from the curse of arrogance, from the curse of fame. And these are just my takeaways from this. This is not in the Bible at all. But as I'm reading this and with my experience, here are three things to consider. How to not self-destruct when fame comes, right? How to protect yourself from the curse of being arrogant. Number one, don't pursue fame. And so, like as I mentioned, fame is like that, that thing that draws you in. It's so tempting right? It's the thing that the devil is, is, he's using across the board these days, right? Like you have people who are trying to pursue being an influencer. How backwards is that, right? Like when you're, when your goal is to be an influencer, right? So to be an influencer, you need to have done something that warrants some influence, right? But pursuing being an influencer is kind of this weird backwards thing, right? But what, we're tr- what, what it actually is, is an entire culture pursuing fame. So there is so much danger in pursuing fame, whether it be through business or through social media. And there are just so many more avenues to achieve fame or to pursue fame and actually to get praise and also the opposite, which is to get hate, right? There's so many avenues to do that. You have to protect yourself against that more than ever. I've told this story about like how for me, I genuinely don't like social media. And so it's I don't spend a lot of time on it or any time on it. And that's been a benefit to my life, um, but it's because I don't like it. And as I think through it, I'm thankful on one respect, right? And actually the, the times that I leverage it, it's, it's, to, it's to hopefully educate and share, right? What, what, what I'm seeing. And what ends up happening is, for a lot of people, they pursue fame, which is this kind of deceptive curse. And they pursue it on social media and you might pursue it. Like it is, here's a question for you. In whatever you're pursuing right now, ambitiously in business or anything else, are you pursuing it at all because you want praise and glory and fame? Is that an element of it? It probably is. But how big is that element of it? Because here's the thing. It's a deceptive curse. You don't want fame before it's time, right? We see a lot of athletes get really famous overnight and they get really famous early and they get a lot of wealth. And oftentimes, this is not the case for everybody, but it's well-documented that most of the time that wealth gets spent and goes away and that fame creates really really big problems in their lives, right? Because because it's too early, right? It's, It's like giving a toddler, a car, right? The car is a powerful thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can be a a massive curse if you're not aware of the danger that it has and how to use it. And so be aware that fame is actually, it's actually a curse. And if you don't believe me, go look up all these different celebrities that talk about it. It's pretty well documented out there. what's, What's funny about it is, is still something we pursue. 
And it's because it's, it's, it's ingrained in us where we want to be accepted and we want praise and we want people to feel like what we've done is valuable. We're trying to fill a void. So step number one is be careful about pursuing what you're pursuing because of the fame. And I would even say, and I try and condition myself to say this, like the fame might be a downside to actually achieving your result. And you got to think about it that way, right? So that you can have it not be a curse and have it be a benefit. Number two, pursue wisdom alongside of the ambition and the mission that you're pursuing. So that when fame comes, when you're successful, right? At that thing that you're pursuing, when you're successful, you're wise enough to do the right things and to deal with that fame and that praise and that glory and that attention and even the wealth and success the right way. Kind of going back to so many people in the public eye, so many of them have gotten the fame and the glory and the wealth and the success they wanted. And it's, it's destroyed their lives. It doesn't mean that the wealth and the success and the fame are bad things. It means that those things can be bad things because they're powerful things. And if you're not aware of the danger, then you don't seek the wisdom of, of how to deal with it and how to actually leverage it for its power in a really, really good way. Because it's not just all bad. Like you've seen a lot of people do really great things with that success and power. But it takes being intentional about wisdom. And I would say pursue wisdom alongside of the mission and the ambition that you're pursuing. Because those two go hand in hand. And I think it's the way to um, protect yourself from the curse of fame and actually leverage it to the benefit of others. Like we look at one of the greatest people in the Bible is King Solomon, right? And he had tons of fame and he used it to his benefit, but he was considered the wisest person to ever ever lived. And he pursued wisdom at an early age. So that wealth and the success and the power and the fame didn't go to his head and destroy him. It actually became the benefit to the world. If you read the story of Solomon, we'll maybe get into that story another time, but it's not all bad, but wisdom is the key. And the third thing, and I think this is the kind of the critical thing that we see here. You've got to give the glory back to God. Somehow you've got to, you've got to point to him in some way. And the way I think of it is if you close your eyes and visualize it, it's almost like the attention and the praise and the fame or have you, whatever word you want to use, that thing is actually, it's meant to flow through you. It's not meant to stop at you, right? And so it must flow through you to God. Otherwise it'll destroy you because human beings clearly, there's so much evidence of this, right? Clearly human beings are not meant to be worshiped. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the mental ability to be worshiped. There's only one person 
and one thing that we can worship and that's God. And that's a big difference between us and God. Human beings are not made to be worshiped. And so when they are worshiped and that worship and praise doesn't flow through them and point back to God, then it destroys them, right? And so give the glory back to God. Let the fame and all the praise that comes because of the success around your mission and your ambition and whatever you're doing, let all that pass through you and back to God because you don't have the capacity to hold it. And so practically what that means is if you're a believer, if you're a Christian and you're pursuing something really, really great, you need to in some way when that, that, that praise comes to you, you need to in some way reflect it back, right? And that may be, that may mean you have to do it in a public way, right? If you're a company, we own a lot of businesses. They're, they're actually um, in the general marketplace, right? But we run them with God's principles. We run them as Christian businesses under the hood right? Behind the scenes. So we're often considering how much, how we give that glory back to God, how we point to him. And so it doesn't have to be explicit things because it's not about, you know, this is not the topic for it, but I've, I've given talks about how brands who do give, you know, quote, give back or charitable things and give back is the wrong word because you didn't get anything to begin with. So giving back actually doesn't make any sense, but brands who do give um, initiatives or missional things or plant trees or gift shoes and those kind of things, right? Be really careful about that because if it's not genuine, it's really dangerous and it will backfire. And that's actually a biblical principle of, as to why it'll backfire. Jesus talked about that. You know, when you give, you know, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. It's about the intention of the heart. It's not really about if you let people know, but when you let people know, is it being, is it, are you letting people know for the right reasons, right? And if you're letting people know just to show how great you are, which a lot of companies are, then you've already got your reward, he says, from, from that. And, and, if you, and if you, but if you do it for the right intention, your reward's in heaven, which is much more powerful. The point is, I'm, I'm often on a little tangent, but if you run a business, if you own a business, if you're doing anything public where it achieves fame, it's this is why wisdom is so important. It requires somehow you giving that glory back to God so it doesn't destroy you. And you have to think about how to do that in a genuine way, in a way that's not boasting and actually making you more arrogant, in a way that isn't polar, uh, unnecessarily polarizing your audience, um, in a way that isn't necessarily beating people over the head with, with what you believe, because if you actually care about what they believe, that is probably not the way to influence them, right? And so you have to do it in a really careful way. It has to be strategic and it has to be thought through. And that's why wisdom is important. But at the end of the day, clearly we see if you don't give the glory back to God, it will destroy you. You're not meant to hold it. And that happened to Herod. And Herod did amazing things. Like he did things that were like in, in that time, God-like right? He had invented things that no one has ever seen. And he certainly 
was full of himself. So he had that arrogance and he died this violent death. And as entrepreneurs, people that lead people, people that may become famous, people that when you become successful, others will say, I, that is amazing. And they will praise you for it. And they will want to learn from you and sit at your feet. I know because I've seen it and I coach people. And it's something that I have to keep repeating to myself. How do you point back to God and be like, look, own your greatness, the greatness that God gave you, right? This is not about being weak or timid. And this is why it takes wisdom, right? There's a balance. You must own your greatness, your identity, right? Everything that God put in you, you have to be confident in that. That's an important part of success. It's an important part of leadership. It's an important part of your role between what you collaborate with God on, on your mission, like is owning your greatness. Take someone like Solomon or David. They were not timid, weak people. They owned their greatness. But then the flip side of that is you must point back to the one that is greater than you, the one that gave you those things, right? And so it is a balance. It's not false humility and like making yourself look weak and, and, and not, and when people praise you saying, no, 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 no. It's about saying, thank you. Let me tell you about where I got it from. Maybe, maybe that's one way. The point is, is you can't hold it and you must balance owning your greatness and giving the glory back to God. There, that's very different than arrogance. Arrogance is when the praise stops at you. And, um, and maybe that's the way to, to, to do the test is, am I pursuing whatever I'm pursuing because of fame? Am I trying to be an influencer or celebrity? Is that, is that the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing? If so, maybe it's time to check your mission and to check your, the source of your ambition and your intentions and your motivations and realign them. And the second thing is, is when that praise comes, am I, am I aware that it's dangerous? And do I know what to do with it so it doesn't destroy me? Do I know how to point back to God and give the glory back to him? So that it so that it speaks to others and shows God's power to others, and it doesn't destroy me, if nothing else. Like you, you got to do this because that's that's it's just obedience. It has nothing to do with even you know like influencing others. It's just that if you don't want to be destroyed by the fame, it's the necessary evil of of success. If you don't want to be destroyed by it, you have to figure out how to let it pass through you and give the glory back to God. And so this is a challenging idea. And even as I'm talking this through, I'm being challenged by it. And feel free to send me any thoughts that you may have on this. And hopefully this was really helpful for you and helped inspire you. And 
balance you as you run with absolute pursuit towards, towards your goals. If you'd like to learn more about the business devotional, go to bizdevo.com. You can sign up and you can get them in your inbox or get them texted to you in the morning. If you do your devos, maybe that's helpful to you. I generally do these in the morning. It's generally they have a little bit different feel than some of the other episodes and videos that I do on this podcast. Hopefully it was helpful. If you'd like to learn more, B-I-Z-D-E-V-O.com. That's bizdevo.com. Or you can learn more about me at kenot.com. That's K-E-N-O-T-T. And until next time, thanks and never stop growing. 